Welcome to Intergalactic Interviews. Hello folks, once again it's me, MD, your resident Jack Daniels volume decreaser. That means I drink a lot, sometimes. How's it going everyone? How was your week? You know, it's been a, it's been a pretty good week around here since uh, I launched the show last week. You know, I've had a, a tremendous amount of feedback. Uh, so far the reviews for the show have been pretty good. I gotta admit, they uh, they make me feel really empowered, you know? Sometimes uh, in between a release, when you're putting out different projects and uh, you, you have different things on the go, uh, the downtime between a release can make you feel pretty disconnected. It can make you feel as though maybe your audience doesn't exist anymore. Where, what are they doing? Do they even care? Are they gonna check for what you do? And then you put something out and you get this overwhelming response and it, and it feels so good. It's, it's like nurturing your soul. Your soul thrives on it, you know? There's this Nos lyric that says, props are uh, true thugs, life, wife. <laughs> yeah, screw it up. Look at me screwing it up. I can't even do it right. Props are true thugs, life, wife. And uh, I think what he's trying to say in that is, uh, you know, when you're in entertainment, and you're in that industry, you're just constantly seeking the next, the next uh, approval, which is kind of an odd situation, you know, because everyone acts like they don't want it. But, you know, some of the good feedback I received from this, I, I got to say, I, I wanted that, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. And uh, even if I wasn't getting it, uh, now here's the part everyone, yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You know, the guy's about to say, well, even if I wasn't getting it, uh, you know, I, I'd still do it. And and that's true, you know, maybe to a point. I think if it was really affecting you, like if, if you were just receiving a constant barrage of death threats and you were just being buried under negativity for, for weeks, I, I think you might slow down. I think you might not put out as much. <laughs> I think you, uh, you probably wouldn't uh, act, act like everything was okay, you know? And that's how this industry weeds out people. I think it's probably one of the most vicious, vicious things you could do with your life. <laughs> it'll, it'll cut you in half if you are not mentally strong. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we've been doing some good work around here, partnered productions. We, uh, you know, in spite of us waiting for our new location, um, we, we are still banging out all types of mixes, all types of work. Um, we're going to be mixing Leany Bennett's EP, doing a, hopefully a final revision mix this weekend. Um, uh, I guess I haven't really talked too much about Leany, but, uh, let me, let me just break it down for you guys a little bit. So Leany Bennett was introduced to me, uh, via a mutual friend of Liz and, and my, uh, named Sarah and Sarah owns, uh, co-owns, uh, AIM. Uh, which is a marketing firm with her husband, Ian. And uh, we were introduced. Uh, she told me to come check out her show. I, I heard an email demo of this song uh, that's actually on the EP, uh, the EP now that we produced it. It's called uh, Superman. And uh, I heard the demo, and, and Leany just has this really, uh, I guess the best way to put it would be uh, <laughs> like kind of a quirky, fun style with, uh, with some of her approach and her delivery. And uh, she has these ad-libs in the song, these, these parts that, uh, you know, you sing, but they're not really the lyric. You know what I'm, you know, you guys know what I'm saying out there. 
And uh, these parts, they, they actually drew me in. That's actually what pulled me into the project. I thought, wow, you know, I, I want to be involved in this. This is pretty cool. Um, working with my brother Jordan, who uh, does a tremendous amount of folk music and, and uh, other pop ventures, um, it's always made me want to, okay, like how, how can I uh, do this with someone else? How can I work with another another talent that would be that talented? Um, Lini filled that role for sure. Like there's, there's no question in my mind, some of the work we've done together is amazing. Um, she also uh, represents a pretty unique perspective in that uh, she is herself uh, a lesbian and uh, a lot of her music is actually from that perspective so uh, there's a lot of uh, same-sex perspective in terms of her lyrics um, you know she uh, she recently just got engaged so <laughs> congrats um, but uh, you know some of the music uh, we, we have a song on the on the album called scream for me and uh, that one's beautiful. It's really, really nice. It's very uh, dub ska inspired, and it has a <laughs> yeah, it has a pretty cool message. I think you guys will like it. So yeah, we're pretty excited. I'm I'm gonna be mixing that with uh, Jesse Laborde. Uh, again, man, Laborde, super talented dude. He's uh, he's telling me uh, that he doesn't want to drink Hell's Gate this weekend. I was like, yeah, you want to drink some Hell's Gate? And uh, Hell's Gate's a local beer out here, and it's only about $19 for a case. $19. You can literally taste the savings. It's unbelievable. Those of you who haven't tried it, I don't know. Liz, the other day, we were having, a, we were having drinks at uh, James Hooper's listening party for his album. It just came out called No Permit. I did a few, uh, did a few mixes on there, uh, a few records, and... Um, she she finishes the hell's gate i gave her it was her first one in history <laughs> she she gulps down the last last drop and uh she puts it down on the counter she's just like <laughs> and she goes yeah i don't know how you drink this stuff <laughs> it was uh it's pretty nasty it can be but uh i prefer it i think it's really good i think people should try it you know maybe we'll get them to send us a couple cases or something i would like that hell's gate Put it in your fridge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was thinking the other day, you know, and uh, I was kind of going over how the last show went. It, it felt kind of like introductory, very welcome style. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think out there? You know, I want to hear your feedback. Do, do you want to do you want music in the background? You know, that was something about the Boomcast that I did all the time was uh, I, I really produced it. it. It really sounded like talk radio i guess i would i would say like it you know I, I i've been doing this without music thus far but what do you guys want to hear you know i could put anything on here i i, I personally kind of want to just try a few styles i think it's too early to label it it's too early to really put a definition on it i think you have to let it grow organically it has to reach a point where not only am am i comfortable with it but as the audience you guys are going to listen to it and say yeah, yeah, this is what I expect. This is what I want. So maybe this is it, you know? You know, the way you often envision things is not the way it turns out. You know, sometimes it's for the better. When I was in high school, I had uh, so many different social groups I, I associated with that uh, I've kind of learned to chameleon myself within different groups. It makes me feel as though I can relate to other people, but, you know, that that might not always be the case in, in, in this show, if, if you don't feel like what I'm saying is relatable, by all means, you know, turn it off, 
I got a, I got a good amount of people that want to hear what I'm doing, and we're just gonna keep growing. And uh, if not, then I'll do it by myself. Who's that guy? Who does that kind of voice? Anyway, I uh, I recently uh, just saw this uh, this Vegas kind of mini documentary that uh, I helped score. Um, it's kind of a commercial right now. It's like a YouTube ad. Uh, it's for uh, double double digit covers. I think that was the name. It's a uh, basically what it is is it's a Vegas betting slash odds maker group. And what they do is they they uh, you know you call in and, and you pay them for their picks and their picks are pretty bang on. They're really good. You know, um, the particular piece I scored featured uh, one of their their principal players this guy named Tommy Bertuzzi and uh, Mr. Tommy Bertuzzi is uh, pretty legit those of you who had seen Casino uh, by Scorsese Casino you know it's about Sam Rothstein and who was a legit person you know uh, basically this Tommy Bertuzzi guy he to me <laughs> is basically Sam Rothstein he's making the calls his odds are changing other people's odds. It's pretty wild. And yeah, I, I did some music. I, did, I got some uh, music placed within some of the commercials. And it's good, man. They, they treated us really well. And I got to thank Zach Lazarus for hooking that up. Zach is a really talented dude. Lazarus Productions. He's actually going to be moving to Thailand in, I think, like, uh, what, six days? <laughs> Maybe less. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if where he's going has power. <laughs> I've been kind of telling him to, you know, make sure what he's doing. There's a lot of, a lot of aspiring directors out there. Not that this is happening to Zach. Is actually what he's going for is pretty legit. Um, that that's already been sorted out. But uh, you know, there's a couple, couple of situations I've heard about um, different directors in, in this city, especially where. Oh, hey, you work in Vancouver? Oh, you're in film? Yeah, you know what? Uh, come on out. Uh, I live in uh, such and such country. Yeah, come on out and film. Uh, I'll take care of you, this and that. And you get out there and you think it's going to be a steady gig. And it turns out it's like a three-day thing. And then they run out of money because they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing out there, you know, <laughs> for the most part. And uh, then meanwhile, guy who flies out there, he ends up selling all of his earthly possessions just to make this dream come true. And then he, he's out there for three days and realizes, oh man, I've made such a mistake. Once you get out into a place where there is no toilet paper and uh, you have to supply your own water, you start realizing, uh, I might have made a mistake. I might have, you know, I don't know. You might have... <laughs> You might want to change up the way you're making decisions because <laughs> that wasn't working. I, uh, I've been kind of beaming uh, as well recently, you know, mostly because I don't have this thunderclap migraine. That thing put me the F out. I was so fucking done. I can't believe how ridiculously painful that, that was. So now, now that I bounced back from that, I feel about right now about 92%. I'm not quite there yet. You know, I'm, I'm still waking up like, ugh. You know, my, my shoulders and my neck is throbbing. But uh, at the same time, what am I going to do, you know? I got to keep moving here. But uh, I have been beaming the last last little while here because uh, <laughs> I found out J.J. Abrams is not going to direct the next Star Trek. Now, before we get any farther, I got to tell you guys. You know, 
Yes, I'm MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and the Boomsday Alliance is the sci-fi group that I'm a part of, and we do a lot of uh, space-related music. And Yeah, you know what? And I, I got to admit, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I like Doctor Who. I like everything. And, it, you know, I, I'm i a big fan. But probably the only stuff I don't really get into is Battlestar Galactica. I, I've just never really had time to do that. You know, I don't really know very much about that show. Um but uh, I do like Edward James almost. I, I think he was great, especially that season of Dexter. That was that was a good season where he played opposite of uh, uh, as a Michael C. Hall from Dexter. Yeah, that was really good. Um, but th- the point is, I've been so happy that he's not directing the next Star Trek, and I'll tell you why. Okay, in two thousand nine, when that first Star Trek came out, the uh, the revamp, the one that came out, you know, I, I had some issues with it. You know. There was, there was a couple things I was like, eh, I don't know about that, you know? They make Spock this whiny, emo, totally self-involved little pansy, man. It was weird. Like, he's Spock. You know, you don't make a character that that rad, that terrible. <laughs> he was not the way that he was supposed to be portrayed. And I, I don't like the way they did it. But you know what? I, I let all that go. There was a couple other things with that, that particular revamp in 2009 for Star Trek that it, that I let go. But that's okay, you know? All right, so fast forward to this year. All right, the new one's coming out. Star Trek Into Darkness. The reason I say it like that is because why isn't there a colon between Trek and Into Darkness? It should be Star Trek colon Into Darkness. Not Star Trek Into Darkness. Because that's what the fuck it says right now. And that's pretty... Stupid. So here are the things I have wrong. This isn't in any order, but they're they're equally stupid. All right. In that film, you know what? Tell you what. You know what? You guys haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna save you a little bit. I uh, I gotta say, if if you still want to see it, I just fast forward the next little bit because I'm gonna go for about a minute or two here, and I might reveal some major plot lines. So you might want to you know sort out your laundry or you know. Maybe not crash if you're listening to this in your car. Or, uh, you know, maybe uh, go brush your teeth or something. It's probably probably worth it at this point. So anyway, I really, really did not like how in the film they portrayed the actual space travel. When they do warp. Now, you guys are like, oh, it's a movie. It's got to it's gotta, it's gotta make sense. They got to have enough time to do it. Oh, they, they only have an hour and 25 minutes. You know what? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. When you're dealing with a franchise as large and as storied as Star Trek, you have, and I'm not even exaggerating, literally hundreds of hours of canon that they could look to and say, you know what? Actually, it does take quite a bit to travel between these two planets. In particular, the Klingon homeworld. All right? Kronos, this is getting super geek, but I got to let you know how much I, I, this is how much I care about it. Okay. Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. That's like five or six days at maximum warp from earth. Okay. From earth, six days. And you know how long it took in the movie? Like 12 minutes, 12 minutes or something like that. They're like, we'll be there in 12 minutes, captain. That is absolutely ridiculous. Do you know how many plot lines unravel because of that? Do you know how many invasions would have occurred in that period between Earth and Klingons? Yeah, like, does that even make any sense to any of you guys? That's what I'm talking about. I'm pretty, pretty uh, unhappy about that. Okay, so that's one thing. The next thing, 
The best part of that film, without a doubt, Benedict Cumberbatch. Man, that guy has the greatest voice on the planet. On this planet, at least. Benedict Cumberbatch. He has the greatest film. If you guys have not seen him in Sherlock, you know, download Netflix, sign up for that, and watch him a little bit in Sherlock. It's him opposite uh, Martin Freeman, who's uh, uh, Bilbo from The Hobbit. And uh, he's amazing. It's, it's absolutely amazing. But anyway, Benedict Cumberbatch playing a character. Spoiler alert. His name's Khan. That's right. This whole fucking film is just a complete rehash of Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Arguably the greatest Star Trek film of all time. So here's my thing. You guys re relaunch a film in 2009. A whole film base. Alright. The first one's kind of original. Still not perfect. The next one that we just watched, Star Trek Into Darkness, that one is just a rehash of another film that is already perfect. You don't need to mess with that one. All they did was they flipped the roles of Spock and Kirk and, oh, well, it's an alternate timeline. I don't want an alternate timeline. I've already experienced all these things. Where's the new characters? Where's the new patterns? That's what I want. I don't want anything else. How about the fact that they used Khan's blood to heal Kirk and bring him back from the dead? This makes, listen to this, okay? If that can happen, that completely unravels centuries of, of medical science that they need to complete. All those plagues that they cure in Next Generation, all those people they help in DS9 and Voyager and all these other things, none of that will even matter, folks. None of it matters. Why? Because we have this blood from this guy who can just bring people back to life. Do, do they even think these plots through? That's absolutely stupid. <laughs> they have no I, I don't know you know I didn't even write any of this stuff down I was, I was going to write some of it down but I just wanted to rant a little bit that stuff makes no sense how about the fact that basically when they were pitching this film and this is how I, I know this happened for a fact when they were pitching this Star Trek in the darkness they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be a, a long table of, of like writers and then on the other side of the table marketing and, and, and all of those people in the marketing department are listening to the writer's stories. And after they had their little pitch, they go, Yeah, 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 you know, uh, the guy with the ears. What's his name? Uh, Spock. Yes, yeah, Spock. You know, I got to say, uh, uh, yeah, why couldn't he be uh, dating the black girl? Huh? What's her name? Uh, uterus? It's Yahura, you dumb fuck. And as a matter of fact, that is the dumbest thing on the planet. So a guy who, who only rarely showed love interest in the original series back in the 60s. A guy who only very, very rarely did that uh, all of a sudden is in this incredible, passionate relationship with someone who he really didn't have a lot of history with. After that takes place, I got to say, I knew this was a cash grab right from the jump. You know, it might say Star Trek on the front of the poster, but what it really is is a cash grab 100% wrapped in a Star Trek skin. And uh, I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to go into the next one. They, they lost me. And I, I think you could tell at this point, I might have a bit of information. I'm not just like a Fairweather fan. I really like this show. And they, they have turned me off of this new generation, this, uh, this, next, this next installment of the series. So, yeah, I've been uh, walking a little taller the last few days because I know J.J. Abrams isn't going to be involved. Way too much lens flare, buddy. That's how you lose the crowd. Way too much. But all right, that's enough. Uh, that's enough ranting. Uh, 
<laughs> I got pretty geeked back there, hey people? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was reaching not very deep into that well. I uh, I can go pretty geek if you want, but that's the truth. Anyway, J.J. Abrams is an idiot. All right, so I I gotta say, at this point, um, I have a I've been scheduling guests. I have uh, some people being put together. I have a website being built right now. Um, we're gonna have guests pu- posted up. We're gonna have uh, a way for you guys to contact us directly. You can always hit me up on Twitter at md underscore boomsday, and that's boomsday like doomsday, like the end, but with a b. Boomsday. And uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at md underscore boomsday. You can hit me up. Uh, you just email us at md.boomsday at gmail.com or partneredpromo at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, why don't you send us, uh, I got an idea. Why don't you guys send us some of your music? I would love that. Why don't you, you guys got music out there? You got, you know, things you want to say, you know, you got emails, you got things you want me to address. You want me to rant about something? Well, too bad. I, I rant about things that I want to talk about. But if you guys want to email me something, I don't know. Let's, let's see how it goes off. I, I'm kind of concerned about how this this show might be perceived. I, you know, it's just right now it's just me talking. But eventually, I have these guests coming in, and it's gonna be, uh, you know, it's gonna be a little, little interesting. I just kind of wanted to touch base with you guys again. I feel that, for the most part, a lot of you are pretty understanding. You know, it's a pretty busy life. You guys all have schedules. You all have everything's going on in your life, and uh, you're making your way through it. And uh, hopefully this show can uh, take you out of that for a little bit, you know. Hopefully that's the the case. But anyway, well, uh, I think I'm gonna call it for today. The uh, again, the show with the guests probably be a little bit longer. I just uh, I don't know, I don't wanna I don't wanna bore you at this point. It's just me talking. I don't even have music. <laughs> if you want me to put music in this, why don't you uh, hit me some feedback and let me know. If you'd rather have it just me talking, listening to the sweet sounds of the baritone. If you'd rather have that, just let me know that too. I'd love to hear your feedback. Send me your music, your tweets, your love. Um, Yeah, I'll see you guys uh, next episode. Thanks for listening. I'm out.